Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Great State of Innovation, the podcast of Texas Innovators with me, your host, Cole Carpenter, and I will be joined by my co-host, Judge Gwynn, where we will cover innovation happening in the ninth largest economy in the world, the great state of Texas. This episode is brought to you by Integrity HR Management, the premier professional employer organization of Texas. Integrity HR Management makes modern-day HR simple for your business. Let the professionals remove your headaches and help you get back to doing things that matter. Howdy, y'all. We're here today with another episode of The Great State of Innovation, the podcast of Texas Innovators. As always, it's me, your host, Cole Carpenter, and I'm joined by my co-host, Judge Gwynn. We have a little special episode for y'all today. We're uh, joined by Phil Castro and Avi Martinez from Camp to talk about their camp programming and uh, their upcoming event in Dallas. What's what's up, Judge? What's up, Phil and Javi? How are we doing today? Doing so good, man. Yeah, happy to be here with you today, Phil and Javi. Uh, talk a little bit more about camp and, uh, you know, explore y'all's event platform because it, it's different, it's innovative, uh, and I'd say it's kind of necessary for the amount of startups we have in fluctuation. Um, but yeah, just, you know, Phil is the founder of Day Camp, uh, which is it's kind of a nationwide uh, startup boot camp, so to say. But that's enough hearing it from me. Let's hear it from the, the mouth of the founder himself. Phil, tell us about it. What is Camp? Yeah, thank you for, for having us, by the way. Uh, camp essentially is the go-to workshop experiences for early stage startups. Um, typically we like to sit at the intersection of education meets opportunity meets party. So kind of put that together and that's exactly what we do, uh, across the nation. Um, we basically have a lot of early stage entrepreneurs who will come there to get their learn on by, um, some startup veterans who've been there and done that. And we do it in a very fun way. Uh, we have a lot of um, unconventional tactics. We play like the EDM in the morning with our coffee. We have hip hop at lunch, uh, w- w- which kind of goes to the, the party atmosphere. Um, we invite some prolific um, investors. We have some great speakers. We unpack a lot of misconceptions and demystify the daunting process of starting and scaling a startup. We have a happy hour, a VIP dinner. So all of that is a one-day-only type of event, and so far we've helped 5,000 founders to date. We've been in 20-plus cities, and we have over 400 testimonials of founders raving about the experience. And above that, we've had some really great guest speakers in the past year, year and a half, like the founders of PayPal, uh, Doxen, Constant Contact, and much more. Yeah, that's – I mean – putting myself in the shoes of a founder and, you know, we talk to a lot, I, I imagine it, it's so overwhelming when they start out. So finding an event like camp and where it kind of have, you you all have everything they need to get going in that first uh, kind of day event. I think that's a great opportunity um, and invaluable and something I think that we need to get out to more founders, which is, you know, why y'all joined us here today. Um, but Phil, you know, this is a, a unique kind of model that uh, we've kind of reiterated that, but where did the motivation come from? Were you a founder yourself and kind of saw the challenges? Kind of how did you create Daycamp? Yeah, exactly what you just said. Um, Saw the challenges, been a founder, um, worked for a lot of early stage 
uh, startups under a uh, venture capital umbrella that was quite well known in the Midwest um, in early 2008 and just got a very unique glimpse in the startup world and landscape um, was quite addicted since then, but noticed that there was like a trend of a very big gap of knowledge in the early stage uh, startup world. You know, the early stage founders just didn't understand fundamentals and were kind of making the same mistakes over and over and over again. So I always wanted to provide some sort of opportunity to have them understand these fundamentals um, and, you know, maybe five to 10 years later, seven years later, I actually started kind of toying around with the idea of putting on these events for entrepreneurs, which is now what, uh, 2018-ish or 19, yeah, something around there, late 2018. And it wasn't even called anything. So it wasn't even like a business. It was just me blabbing about startups and going over fundamentals. And um, two years later, that's when uh, camp was pretty much born. It kind of became morphed itself into a business from a passion project. Awesome. It's, it's cool to hear the kind of like the backstory behind camp and where you came from. Cause I think like, you know, now is the time where start, uh, founders need more community than, than ever. So, uh, that's awesome. The work that you're all doing. So, Phil, could you give us a little insight into like y'all's reach as far as like how many cities are y'all operating in? Where do y'all have any plans to expand to the entirety of the u.s what does your current um footprint look like yeah i would love uh hobby to talk a little bit about that if you're available right now to, to chat hobby what's up y'all uh george cole thanks for uh, having us on the podcast i'm hobby martinez i'm the director of events over at camp and uh yeah so far since joining the team you know um phil uh, and i have traveled to over five cities in the last five, five or six months. And uh, also as well, opened up a chapter in Miami. So um, since joining the team last year, I would say we went to Austin, Philly. We went to Dallas. We are uh, this year so far, we've gone to Miami multiple times since opening up our chapter, um, which is a, a little bit uh, of an idea that we're trying to toy around with to see if this is something that we want to bring into, you know, the national spotlight with other chapters across the country. Um, we will be having an event here in Dallas on April 9th and uh, going back to Miami on April 23rd and then heading over to Orange County, California, uh, first week of May. So, um, you know, like Phil said, uh, he's been to over 20 different cities um, across the country. Uh, and I, since I joining, I've been to eight, eight, city, eight different cities. I forgot to mention Atlanta also. Um, that's another place we've been to earlier this year. So yeah, uh, a lot of really, really neat, um, events that are going to be coming up, uh, Q2, Q3 and Q4, um, as well as our monthly events in Miami. So I definitely recommend any startup founders that are out there to uh, DM Phil or I uh, if you're interested in, in joining us and uh, rock it, rocking out at a at a day camp event. So that was a uh, perfect. Yeah, well, perfectly said. Thank you, Avi, for, for saying all that. Uh, did that answer your question, Cole? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I, I was going to say that was a perfect segue into to my next question. Was like for y'all, what is the main takeaway founders have from one of your events? Like what 
what, what's the biggest thing that you, you hear when you know people are reflecting on the event and like oh this was awesome this is a great takeaway yeah that is 100 percent subjective so if you ask a thousand founders all thousand will probably say something a little bit different in regards to what they took away from each event. And remember that every event that we do is, is different. So um, you won't get the same exact content from this month's event versus next month's in a different city. It's always different. So there is no cookie cutter answer to, to, to really tell you. Um, and it also depends on the, the founder and their journey as well, because if they come to an event, you know, maybe they want to know something about raising capital you know, the difference between raising a pre-seed round and a seed round or series A or from angels and venture capitalists or debt financing versus equity financing. And then maybe a different, another founder, you know, comes and wants to know something completely different that is more interested in like go to market, go to market tactics or maybe legal. So all those three people that I just named, they will take away something different and their, you know, favorite part might be completely different than each other's, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. That's, I mean, that makes total, total sense. And I, I think that was great too, because you, you know, gave insights into what people can expect as far as, you know, each one, each event being different and different takeaways for a single founder for each event. So go to every camp event you can, y'all. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think that validates y'all's model, if anything, Phil, the fact that almost probably every member of your audience is able to gain something beneficial, but a different, you know, area uh, where they are in their journey. I think that's kind of all the validation y'all need, man. Um, which is uh, really big in kind of what Cole mentioned earlier, that founders need a community now more than ever. So are there any initiatives, Phil, that y'all have to kind of keep all these founders and all of the people you've helped connected? Yeah, there. And to be honest, I did a really bad job of it the first probably three years. Um, and by the way, camp camp has only been around four years and the first two, I, I, it was just more, it wasn't even a business really. It was just me doing this for fun. So keep that in mind. But, uh, yeah, I was really bad at, at doing that. And, um, January 1st, we really, um, started concentrating on like building the Slack channel to keep people like, uh, you know, more in touch and, and build like a community like, um, culture, uh, which hobby has been doing a great job. Um, with that. And, you know, I think we have almost 300 people, um, which is great without even trying really uh, that are, that's in the, like the general channel that are just talking about like opportunities and talking about founder stuff. So that's really cool. We have this like little VIP lounge, quote unquote, that is basically a private channel for past speakers. So if you're a speaker, you know, and you're, you're prolific, uh, in, in, in BC or, or startups, then you're in that like private lounge and you get to chat with other people. So that could be cool from a business standpoint, but also even personal. Like if you're going to Miami or going to Atlanta or you're going to Dallas or you're going to Houston, you can like hit up that private channel and be like, Hey, you know, is anyone around for dinner or drinks or whatever? And usually when you're at like a certain stature, like some of these people, they want to hang out with, you know, s- similar types uh, of professionals. So um, yeah, so we're building that right now. And then we have other stuff in the works, but that's like the number one thing I would say, that we're trying to build with community. The second would be um, Twitter. Uh, Twitter, we, we've been starting to be more active uh, in the past year as well. And we're, we're going to open up what's called like the like the spaces and, and the clubs where we get to um, have community on Twitter as long, uh, along with uh, Slack. Yeah, I think that's great, man. It's just a further way to stay connected. And, you know, uh, as you mentioned, Camp really kind of got its start during that 2020 pandemic year. So, I mean, that's, it's imperative now that we keep, we stay connected and that you're able to kind of foster those relationships and, 
continue to build off of the knowledge you're providing these founders. Um, you know, Phil, we mentioned that y'all operate in a variety of cities throughout the country, but, you know, why is Texas an ideal place uh, for your events? Uh, I just think it's thriving in a lot of the markets in, in Texas itself, um, I, specifically uh, Dallas, specifically Austin, specifically San Antonio. Um, I mean, Fort Worth, it's something that I have our eye on as well, uh, but I know it's really close to Dallas. But I mean, all of those markets in general are, are thriving and, and they were once considered, you know, uh, I guess, secondary markets across the U.S., uh, but they've been really um, on the up regards to entrepreneurship and, and startups. So um, these markets are certainly, I would say, underserved, but uh, little by little that is changing over time. So those are the kind of cities that um, I've had my eye on in a while. And I think that it's really smart to to do more events in cities that maybe that it's not, you know, drowning in, in other startup events or saturated. So I, I definitely enjoy do, doing the, these cities. And I think that it's really important um, to do so from from our standpoint, from camp. Definitely. And uh, I, I liked I liked your point there that are previously um, regions, especially uh, nationwide, but in Texas that have been kind of disrespected for their, you know, their economic or business prowesses. So um, uh, we actually filmed a Titan talk from the Texas Business Hall of Fame Foundation last month um, that talked a lot about the future of San Antonio as a region and kind of partnering with Austin to um, let companies across the world know that, hey, this hub, this is a place you can come and live a great life and your business can thrive. So if y'all want to check that out, head over to txinnovators.com and look up the TBHF Titan Talk. But uh, I think that's exactly, to your point, Phil, exactly kind of what the future of innovation and kind of startup life looks like outside of Austin and Texas. Um, you know, you mentioned every event's a little different, Phil, and uh, y'all have your next event on April 9th in Dallas. So is there any going to, are can founders expect anything new at that event? Kind of preview it for us. Yeah. Um, so we do an event called Day Camp. And essentially what that is, is it's kind of an all day experience. We have the the uh, speakers that come in and, and unpack um, topics, usually between seven and 10 speakers, I would say. Um, we have three or four angels and venture capitalists who sit on the panel. Uh, we have the pitching that goes on from the founders who are selected. We have a happy hour that's nearby where we go march over to afterwards. And we have a VIP dinner to close the day for the speakers and also the VIP ticket holders. So it's a long, long day, but it's definitely an unforgettable one. And it goes by fast because you're having just a great time being there. So um, with that said, you know, the format is typically generalized, meaning we have like a mixed bag of topics that is really uh, relevant to the early stage um, startup community. But with this specific event, we're doing a go-to-market theme. So sometimes we'll throw in themes for the day camps, and this time we're throwing in the go-to-market theme. So the whole day you can expect most uh, subtopics to be around the main topic of go-to-market. So for instance, pricing, you know, how do you price your product? Um, do you go low to high? Do you go high to low? Um, for, for, for SaaS, like how does the retention work? Where should churn be at? Um, for, for sizing your opportunity and your market size, Tam Sam Sun will be covered. So all of these things, these tactical things will be covered during the event. And um, the, the whole premise, though, is understanding how to go to market. And if you have gone to market, how do you get better at it as time goes on? 
Very interesting. I mean, that sounds like a, an extremely valuable event uh, for any founders in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or even just in Texas that are you know, uh, available next Saturday and they're interested in participating. Phil, you mentioned y'all have a, an, a cool lineup of speakers. Can you kind of tell us who will be speaking at this event next week? Yeah, happy to, happy to do that. So we have right now, I believe, uh, about six or seven speakers. Um, we have uh, Jennifer James, the VC from Impact Ventures, who is very well known uh, out there, especially in the area. We have James Smedley, who's a partner at EGNS, who's been a big uh, supporter and is a really rock star in IP. We have Demetrius Curry, who's a co-founder of College Cash. He's a quote unquote early stage founder himself, but he has a lot of uh, wisdom and, and has even raised some money. And he's going to talk about like GTM and, and how that looked from being a minority founder raising couple million bucks. So that should be very insightful because he does, he did it recently. We have Michael Gordon, who's an absolute rock star uh, out there. He's a CEO of Recurral Health. So from an operator standpoint, he's going to unpack a lot of uh, the, the misconceptions. Um, Javi here is also going to talk about uh, founder tools. So like the essential tools that you need to get off the ground. So he's going to actually list, you know, five to 10 tools that every founder should have and why. Uh, Clarence Bithia of, of uh, Upsi, who's, again, very well known out there for being a, a great startup founder. Um, I, I forgot exact number, but I think raised seven or eight million. And, and he's going to talk about uh, Upsi and, and how that looked and, and the pros and cons you know, to, to being a founder, what to watch out for. Uh, Dennis Damon, who's a great angel investor and an operator out there, big in the startup community. Christy uh, Albiero, who is a, a co-founder of Iugo. And then um, David Evans, who's a VC at Centurio Ventures. So we have a stack lineup, just like we do at every single event. And all these people are going to bring the heat and just different subcategories. But the common theme, again, is going to be go to market. Awesome. So if you're looking to go to market, y'all, at the day camp in Dallas on April 9th, um, I have two, two more questions for you, Phil. And this one's just like on the general future for, uh, for camp. Like, do y'all have any... Plans to expand or change up the events or add anything to your portfolio? Or like, what does the future look like for y'all? Yeah, um, it's a good question because right now we're just trying to look ten feet ahead and, and handle what's coming up. Um, but uh, I will give you like some high level thoughts that obviously are not concrete yet. But uh, basically, what I think and what I envision is we're going to take this international. That could be early as this year. We're actually talking about potentially doing it in Q three where we don't just do it in America. So we're taking it to you know, Europe, London, wherever, and uh, putting on some events. Um, so that could become you know, something that is solidified in the next couple of months. I hope it does. Um, but again, I have to worry about what's coming up first. Uh, another thing is offering some sort of programming where it's more of a, almost like a cohort where it's private. Um, I have done something like this in the past that's worked out really well, but we haven't quote unquote scaled it and potentially looking at that, you know, putting that together uh, in a more organized form and potentially scaling that. So um, those are like the two main things and the, the more of the far, I shouldn't say far-fetched, but down the line further, uh, potentially having, you know, a venture capital arm or, or angel investing arm of the business where, you know, we invest in some of the companies and, and put them through some programming um, and scout them, et cetera. But that we're not looking at that for quite some time, maybe five, six, seven years, if I had to guess. Uh, but those other things will come up in the next year or two. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for that insight into your potential roadmap. It sounds like some exciting stuff. Um, 
my final question is just a general question. It could be both for you, uh, Javi and Phil. Um, so a lot of, you know, being in the start- startup scene like Austin and, and whatnot, I think a lot of the discussion you know, around uh, the kind of these innovation hubs in the U.S. It's kind of come down to Austin and Miami. I just want to get y'all's take on like, wh- what does that look like for y'all? Are you uh, you thinking things are heading towards Miami or Austin's becoming the new kind of hub? I just, I know that's a lot of the founders I've talked to or, or people who are looking to move to the U.S. That's kind of their decision is either Austin or Miami. Any thoughts on that? I can talk all day on this, but I'll let Javi kick it off with his thoughts because at the end of the day, this is subjective to a certain degree. So Javi, what do you think? Yeah. And I mean, I'm kind of biased a little bit, obviously, given that I live in Texas. So, um, you know, I think as of right now, Miami's just absolutely on fire. Yeah. Um, It's, I mean, every event we've had that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I mean, the funding rounds that you hear from some of the, you know, uh, Phil, remind me, was it in January or December? We had uh, Michael from Novo. That was... And they just finished... This January. That was January. January, yeah. They just finished raising like $90 million Series B round. So, I mean, like Miami's just like... I think Miami is in a really great location, um, especially with all the international startups and, and, and talent that, that is trying to come across. See, um, Austin is great, but I think Austin is 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 going to hit a cap at some point because it's it's just there's a limited amount of space you know but nothing you know not to take away all the great work that they're doing um down there uh, so i personally think that right now miami is the place to be at um you know depending on um, what vertical you're in uh this upcoming event in miami that we're going to do is over web3 which is uh probably the hottest topic that I keep hearing huh, or seeing on Twitter and, and just in different conversation groups that, that I'm in. So, um, you know, I think they're both a great place to be at. Um, you know, if you want to, uh, you know, any early stage founder that is looking to, to kind of get plugged into a, an ecosystem, either one of those cities, I think you can succeed. Um, you know, so it's, just, uh, but it, again, I think it, uh, Dallas too, I think it's a dark horse that everyone's sleeping on, given that we have two major cities here. Uh, but I uh, personally think Miami is, is just, you know, I think they're way. And, you know, one other thing that I'd like to add to it is I think what the mayor's doing down there is incredible. Um, just like uh, how involved and invested he is in, in, in the tech scene down there. And yeah, I think that definitely helps a lot. Yeah. Um, so for sure. That's kind of my two cents on that. Yeah. And I would just a uh, kind of an aside and iterate, you know, like Web3 and blockchain NFTs and whatnot were the number one things talked about at South by. So, I mean, it's the future and just to kind of hop off of that. But I also would say, I don't know, a lot of that, the Austin Miami debates kind of driven by Bitcoin and like innovations, uh, you know, the, that kind of adoption. I mean, like Miami is becoming a, a Bitcoin hub uh, too. So that's. Thank you for that insight, Javi. Phil, what's your take? What's your what's your vibe? Are you leaning in Austin or um, Miami? Yeah, um, I think that you know, COVID obviously has changed a lot of things, and one of those things is not only the workforce, like to, for regular folks, corporate folks, but also for for startups, because you know, founders are, are humans too, and we have uh, the ability to pick up and, and leave at a, at a much um, faster rate. 
if we have nothing tying us down because you can work remotely. So with that, you've seen a big wave uh, and almost like democratizing the uh, living um, uh, abilities for people. So they can just literally pick up and, and go wherever they want and start a new life, right? So why put up with X, Y, and Z when they don't have to? So that's exactly what happened you know, during COVID, which is part of the reason why Miami seen such a big boom um, with, with startups. You know, you had a couple of people that championed moving there that was in the startup and VC space to start with. And then the mayor, you know, poured fuel on the fire with, with, with his very open views and innovative uh, forward thinking. So, you know, people were picking up and moving out there and, and the momentum there, I think, is unmatched. I don't think there's anywhere that has the same momentum, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be the hub for startups. Personally, I, I feel um, who's going to be the hub for startups is is the you know founders who bi- build big businesses and then the funders who are behind them that have crazy multiples. So at the end of the day, those two aren't synonyms with what I just said. Um, but momentum wise, yes, Miami. So for instance, just to give you a quick example, you know, let's look at like Silicon Valley, for instance, why did Silicon Valley become Silicon Valley? It's because like, uh, in the early, you know, eighties, I would say, um, all of the quote unquote tech startups that, that were booming out there, they started, uh, exiting, you know, five to 10 years later. Um, and what happens with that is when you make a whole, uh, leadership team of millionaires, what happens with that capital? Of course, they're going to use 10, 15, 20% for, for their life or lifestyle. But what happens with the other 70 or 80%? That goes back into investing, which typically that is geographically speaking nearby. So that's exactly what happened, especially without like, you know, Twitter and Instagram and all the social media platforms that didn't exist back then. So the momentum was just absolutely insane. And it just quadrupled and, and all the money poured back into the same locations, which is why they became a juggernaut of a city uh, with startup land. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the future now because everybody's been moving. So, again, they're all you know, separated. So it's going to be interesting to see you know, who comes out on top. But I will say this, even if Miami would be number one in five, ten years from now, that doesn't mean that number two through 12 or 15 can't eat. A lot of those other people are, are going to be you know, uh, great startup cities uh, in, in their own you know, space. But um, I think that Miami has the opportunity to do it but that doesn't necessarily mean that they will be but momentum wise yes miami hands down has the best momentum right now cool awesome y'all heard it here first uh thanks for that insight y'all i know uh i just figured it's worth asking y'all because y'all are in the space and that's here a lot of discussions just on, on that very topic so thanks for that insight and thank you for giving us a preview and some insight into camp um for those of you listening be sure to check out their events uh, we'll be sure to link all of the necessary links in the description so you can keep in touch with Phil and Javi and Camp and what they're doing. And be sure to check out their event in Dallas on April 9th. Uh, I, that's all I've got, folks. And anything else, Judge, Phil, Javi, anything y'all want to mention? I don't have anything else, Phil, Javi. Uh, I appreciate y'all coming on the podcast, man. It was great to chat with y'all. Um, and, and thank y'all for providing a little bit more insight into Camp and um yeah, just let the people know where they can go buy tickets and uh, what are the best channels to keep up with y'all on? You can, uh, you know, depending on the city, but Dallas specifically, campevents.com slash Dallas. Uh, you know, we're on, on most all social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, and Slack, obviously, new channel. Um, and sometimes, Phil, you know, something you forgot to mention was uh, – 
every month we do a, a, a series on Clubhouse called Wind Down Wednesdays. Our up, next one is coming up in May. Um, so check it out. Phil interviews probably, you know, some of the most badass founders and investors in the world. And uh, so uh, check us out on Clubhouse as well. Yeah. And I uh, hope to see y'all there uh, and hopefully get y'all out there to one of our Texas events soon. Uh, Colin Judge. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh, sorry, Phil, go ahead. No, go ahead, Judge. Uh, finish your thought. I was just going to say, yeah, when is uh, let the people know what y'all's next to Texas event, if y'all already know after Dallas. Uh, we all be al- around for a little bit. We all be heading out after after the night. Yeah, usually it's a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, for me. Um, <laughs> I don't stay too long. <laughs> and you see, uh, my, my wife wouldn't be too happy w- with that. Um, but <laughs> Javi lives in in uh, Dallas area, so there you go. So he, he will definitely be there. But I wanted to quickly mention that um, you can go to campevents.com for all the events. But camp is spelled with a K, just FYI. And we will be uh, creating a code for 20% off if you use code TXI for any of the seats, whether that's a regular, you know, basic seat, which is called the basic, which is the M or the MVP, which is like an upgraded seat or the VIP where you come to dinner with the speaker. So any one of those um, tickets types, you can put in a TXI for 20% off. And in regards to wind down Wednesday, what Javi just mentioned, uh, it's basically a chat that's either on call in, which is David Sachs platform, who I interviewed as well from uh, PayPal. He's, he's a co-founder with Elon Musk. Um, we use that platform. We also use Clubhouse. Um, and the next date is, I believe, May 7th. Don't quote me. Hold on. Let me double check. It's it's whatever that Wednesday is. So I think it's May 7th. And it is, sorry, May 4th. And it is with Howard Lindzen, who is the GP of um, Social Leverage, who is a wildly successful uh, startup founder and now turned venture capitalist. So definitely tune in, bring some wine, hang out, and uh let us uh, chop it up and talk about his uh, past history and startups. Fantastic. Well, y'all know where to go to get that. We will link everything in the description as well. Um, but Phil, Javi, thanks again, guys. Uh, good luck next week in Dallas. Uh, and, you know, looking forward to chatting with y'all more about camp and uh, all y'all's initiatives. Thanks, y'all. Hope y'all have a great day. Thanks for having us on. Yes, sir. You yeah, too, Thank man. you very much. Talk to you soon. Download the Texas Innovators app on the App Store and Google Play. Like and follow the TXI Facebook page linked in the description to keep up with innovation happening in the great state of Texas. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, innovation never sleeps.